Hello, hello, hello. This is Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast. This is our season finale. So normally I do my two cents initially on Thursdays at 12 p.m. But I'm going to combine this with our Entrepreneur Thursdays and knock this out in one whop since I have already pre-recorded the season finale. So you're going to hear that in the second half. I wanted to touch on the Keith Lee thing with candy. That's the first thing I heard about in business. I want to talk about this. First, we're going to play a little bit of Candy. Anybody who doesn't know, Candy is a part of the group Escape. She's on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's famous herself, and she has multiple business ventures. So she has a restaurant called Old Lady Gang in Atlanta. So first, we're going to listen to Candy, her response first. So I want you to listen. Honest with you, I think people need to understand that Keith Lee, I'm a fan of his page too, I watch, right? right? And we know that he can help make or break a restaurant. And right now, it's like a time where all the restaurants aren't doing that great, right? right? So anybody would want him to be there. And I just feel like at the end of the day, well, first of all, I didn't tell her to show him no favoritism because I'm like you, I know that he doesn't like that. Right. But, you know, our host, she, I don't know, she said that it was because she checked the people off with us and that's what happened. But but even if it wasn't, I think he needs to understand that people want to show him love. And it's not that we don't love love our customers, but if we let one celebrity or one influencer go early, it doesn't hurt the rest of our customers because he's taking pictures, he's doing right. stuff, and a lot of them are happy that he's there. But if he doesn't eat at our restaurant, it does hurt us because all the business that they had the opportunity to show them how great they was and they had lines wrapped around the building. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Candy and I'm about to speak on it. No, I'm joking. I'm not about to speak on it. I really just wanted to say I do appreciate Keith Lee for stopping by our restaurant and trying to show us love. It is very unfortunate that we couldn't serve him and his family. We'd have, we would have loved to, okay? But he's right. We don't take to-go orders on the weekends and the simple reason is because we do love and appreciate the people who come and support our restaurant. On the weekends, we get a lot of community support, people in our city that show up for us, as well as a lot of people from out of town. So with that being said, we don't want to overwhelm our kitchen by having to you know, have such long times for the people who are actually at the restaurant, plus having to do to-go orders, because obviously that would make the, long, the wait times even longer. So that's the reason for that. Um, for those of you, I saw a couple of people was like, why wouldn't they take to-go orders? Well, that's why. Anyway, with that outside of that, I want to say thanks to Keith for trying to even show up to our restaurant and show us love. Thanks for trying to bring your family by. And maybe next time we'll still get a chance to serve you. Okay. So that response was a response to Keith Lees, who's like a foodie, food critic. He comes in and goes to restaurants and gives his perspective. So let's hear Keith Lees, uh, his perspective when he f was reviewing her restaurant. Yesterday, me and my family were at the One Music Festival. Somebody who works with Candy Birds walked up to us and said they've been trying to reach us since we got to Atlanta. He said he'd been constantly emailing me and constantly DMing me for me to come to Old Lady Gang. I got it. Let's try it and rate it one through 10. 
As you can see, I don't have any bags in my hands. Me and my family showed up and we attempted to order before we got here. We called the number they had connected on Yelp three times, no answer. We tried to order through DoorDash and it said it was temporarily closed. So when we pulled up, I sent my family in to order for us. They said on the weekends, due to being busy, they don't do any takeout at all. They do to go orders? No, we don't do to go orders on the weekend. Oh, okay, so send in dining. Yes. Okay, thank you, sweetie. We appreciate you. Which is completely understandable. So what we decided to do is my family's gonna go eat. They're gonna come bring the food out while I'm sitting in the car. So they have no idea I'm here. My family asked how long the wait was to be seated. They said an hour to an hour and a half. Yes. Okay. She also said they didn't have any reservations available, so they didn't take out any number, any contact information, nothing. My family then came and relayed that message to me, and I decided to go in myself. We walked in, and we were greeted by a nice young lady. And then I met some amazing people who were eating there, and we took some pictures. God is amazing. As soon as me and my wife were done taking pictures, the lady said the table was ready. As always, I don't want any special treatment. I want to be treated like everybody else. I pay for my food like everybody else. I'm a normal person. I'm a normal customer. Things like this is exactly why I do reviews the way I do. Just because I have a certain amount of followers on social media don't make me different from nobody. My mom, my mom-in-law, my sister, they all paying customers just like me. So I want them to be treated just like me. So I asked how long the wait time has been today. She said an hour to an hour and a half. So which I then asked, how are you able to sit me in five minutes? This is her response. How long are you looking for as far as wait? I'm just going to sit up Again, my family just attempted to eat there less than two minutes ago. I then told her I changed my mind. We're going to go eat somewhere else. And I said, God bless you. And I walked out. On second thought, it's okay. We, we're going to go to eat somewhere else. So I appreciate it. Though. For sure. Thank you. God bless you. Y'all have a great day. Have a good one. I'm going to be very transparent and honest. I am frustrated. Me and my family just trying to eat food. That's all we try to do. At the same time, while I am frustrated. I understand we are all humans. I do not agree. I do not support. I do not condone shame in this business based on my experience. Like every city we've been to since we've been on food tour, I go to a array of restaurants from mom and pop shops to staples of the community to super popular to places nobody know about. And Atlanta has definitely been a unique experience for me and something I'll never forget. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, genuinely. But I'm a normal person and I want to be treated like everybody else. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Y'all be safe. And I'm not playing. I understand everybody got their own opinions on situations, but don't go leaving them zero star reviews. You ain't never been here before. If you like to, come experience it yourself and then leave your reviews. But just leaving a review based on my experience is crazy in my opinion. God bless you. Okay, so this is my perspective and it pretty much matches what I've read everybody's comment. It does match that. And what Keith was saying. Yeah, I understand what Candy's saying that, yeah, uh, I guess they feel as though they should give celebrities special treatment. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's a little biased because she's a celebrity. But I feel like from a business perspective, I've had insane clients. One comes to mind. She was a complete nut job. And she wanted this special treatment. And she could get that special treatment, but you have to pay for that. So I could see if Keith Lee had made his reservation and had purchased a special package for him and his family, you know, so that, you know, they get VIP seating, something like that. But for him to walk in and you treated this, you know, the employees disregarded the wife for whatever reason. And then when he came in, it's, oh, all of a sudden we got a table for you. That is unacceptable in the business world. And that was fascinating about him saying that because he always keeps saying, I'm just a regular person like everybody else. I don't want no special treatment. Woo -woo. He always say that. That goes in with Islam, fascinatingly enough. It's a lot of business practices that uh, we're supposed to adhere to. And you're not supposed to charge different people different prices. You're not supposed to treat people different things. You ain't supposed to give people a substandard 
experience or substandard uh, product. Like you ain't supposed to sell somebody some dead fruits and vegetables. You know, you have to have ethics in what you do. And that goes hand in hand with ethics, ethics and business practices here in America. I think that's a problem. It shouldn't be this hierarchy of treatment where it's like, oh, if you got this many followers, we're going to treat you a certain way. You get the first dip on the table and all that. Nah, like for example, if somebody came to my salon for me to service them and they was a celebrity, I would not be doing them no favors, not for no likes and views. If you need to reserve the entire salon for the entire day on a Saturday or something, you're going to book my salon out for the entire day on a Saturday. And that's it. And that's all. What I charge you is not going to be different than what I charge the public. That kind of goes hand in hand. I think I'm going to touch on Razor Chick a little bit for this one right here because I did do a video on my YouTube with Razor Chick where um, I'm not going to go into her scandal. I'm just going to say how people have a problem with what she charges. She's charging the general public. I can't speak for her, but I'm just assuming it's the same thing she charges Monica when Monica come get her head done. She ain't, Monica ain't paying no $20. she paying top-notch dollar for a Rachel chick to do her hair and and Rachel chick going on sites and doing these ladies' hair. So that's an extra fee. Now me, I ain't no celebrity stylist. Me coming and and doing your hair on a a house call or some stuff, like minimum price before we even add the, the style on is $200. You know, I'm not explaining any of that and all the different kind of stuff, but regardless of who I'm servicing, that's what the price is, minimum price. But depending on where you live, depending on how much, you know, what style you're getting, we're looking in upwards of three, four, five hundred dollars easily. And I don't feel guilty whatsoever. So going back to Keith Lee and this whole incident, my opinion, Candy said it really sweetly, but it's, I think it's a... I think it's a ridiculous opinion to have that, oh, you know, celebrities should get a certain level of treatment. You ain't at the Oscars. You is, you're not servicing a celebrity clientele. You're servicing a regular clientele that's coming in. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, for example, if I go to uh, the Versace store or some, I ain't into all that stuff. But if I'm going to some top notch, top tier store, I expect that everybody is getting that celebrity treatment. If I go to some top tier spa to have a full spa day, I'm getting a celebrity treatment because I'm paying for it. So if Candy is going to have a celebrity package where it's like, okay, you can come in and bypass everybody. Like how they do on the HOV lanes up here in our area. You pay an extra fee. You could, you could speed through in these second secondary lanes where you ain't got to be sucking traffic with everybody else. You see what I'm saying? You, you pay for the extra services. You pay for the different type, uh, package, but not just give it to him because he got a quote unquote status. So we're going to take a commercial break. And then I'll, you know, continue on with the full season season finale tongue-tied with my two cents. So please hold on and we'll be right back. A clip from episode 161 of Research Show's podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the BB show? Two years ago. Oh, wow. So you was nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. This is, I'm just so inspired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so, all right, so... Tell everybody, how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? 
It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am. And I want to inspire like kids that's my age or younger and also like some adults as well so they can inspire their kids to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be like, like, like positivity, like have positivity and, you know, be positive, not like don't be negative. That is so wonderful. Entrepreneur Thursdays with Research Shows Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast, and this is my two cents. So this right here is the season finale for season five of Research Shows Podcast. This has been an interesting journey. I'm going to tell you right now what I learned. <laughs> if you just listened to the previous episode, yesterday's episode about timing and when you got to decide certain things. So I think this particular episode, I want to talk about entrepreneurship and what it means to me and what I mean, the importance of it and certain things that I take from it. First and foremost, there are a lot of different sections in regards to entrepreneurship, why I wanted to be. But once I got older, I realized that people are interesting. And it's it's not too many people that I've worked for where I've still been able to maintain respect at the end of the re- working relationship. I say majority of the time, people who are in management are um pretty incompetent (laughs) pretty incompetent where it's it's like when you finally find somebody in management that's really really wonderful they don't last long they end up leaving you know because their boss doesn't appreciate them or what have you these are reasons that propel me to constantly want to be independent and work as an entrepreneur work for myself because that's that's one reason I lose respect for somebody in management position. So, for example, um, I was talking to somebody about the Kyrie Irving incident with, um, and then Kanye as well, but more so Kyrie, where he was, he gave his opinions about um, a controversial issue or whatever. Regardless, that's his opinion. He could say what he want, but it was like he shut back up and didn't say nothing because, you know, you got to respect who's paying you. It's the premise that most people think. And I was explaining, it was my client's husband. We was all talking. I said, when I worked for people, I just reached a point where once I lost respect for you, I don't care nothing about, (laughs) nothing about, you know, what hurts you or what I shouldn't say. It's about this is what I want to do. You know, and that's it. Now, I'm not saying being totally reckless, but for example, I worked for a company um, and I remember it was at a nursing home and they were saying, oh, we need everybody doing hair every, um, at the end of um, on Black Friday. They want us to come in on Black Friday and do these elderly people here like like they was going somewhere. Like, I mean, this was so ridiculous. So I ain't put up no, you know, argument like that. I just wrote back. Yeah, I'm not coming. So I, I already scheduled for everybody to, to uh, get their hair done next week at this time. Woo, woo, woo. And all I could say was, 
okay. But and, and the reason why is because I had already proven my my um my worth as an employee. So me floating into entrepreneurship, I it's kind of no difference because I don't give my employers an explanation as to why I'm taking off or why I'm, you know, whatever. And the same with my clients. I had to learn it with my clients. I cannot tell clients, okay, I'm not feeling well or um there was a my car broke down. It's like, look, I had an emergency. I'm not going to be able to make it, you know. And because it's not often, the clients, they be okay with it. They're okay with it. I don't, it's not often. Just like when I worked with somebody. So that's one thing I took from that. Another reason why I wanted to become an entrepreneur is because I want to, um, before I even had children, I wanted to be able to set my own schedule to be able to take off whenever I needed to take off and not have to answer to somebody from an emotional aspect and then from a logical aspect. And um, that's worked out pretty well. You do, (laughs) it just depends on your support system. So (laughs) it's, it's been a lot in this journey. So I'm blessed right now to have the support system that I have to, to have been able to do that. But I didn't start getting really serious about the entrepreneurship journey um, until COVID. Until COVID-19 happened, where they shut down the business for three months, that's when I realized I was not doing my fullest potential. I was just basically, (laughs) I was slacking. And I didn't even think I was slacking. I just was like, I'm an entrepreneur and I prided myself in that. So um, that really propelled me to like push the envelope and go to the fullest extent because I had to start defining my goals. What do I want? You know? And like I said before, um, uh, I believe that was a previous episode. I want, by the time I turn 45, I want to be retired, you know? So that make you move totally different when you set goals differently. So, um, one misconception I will say that I had in regards to entrepreneurship was that it's easy, that it's not that, you know, it's not a big deal, you know? And I thought that even being an entrepreneur in the early stages, in my early 20s, when I was doing stuff I ain't had no business doing and hanging out with people I had no business hanging out with, I was a trifling entrepreneur. I was incompetent. I was just, you know, I was not being the best Don. And that had a lot to do with the surroundings that I chose to surround myself with. So, you know, as a law saw fit, it was a whole lot of things that propelled me in the direction of um, basically cutting people off, <laughs> basically cutting people off. I just want to, and that's what brings me to my final thing for this, for this um season finale. Let me tell y'all something. I don't look at cutting people off like I did years ago. Like I used to think it was this big old blow up argument. I'm never talking to you again. Nah, it's more so um, because it was an incident that happened. Um, And I'm not going to go into detail because I do. um, I just don't want to go into detail. (laughs) I'm just not. But this particular person I cut off. And I remember I was on a cutting off spree. And my husband was like, why are you always cutting somebody off? That's not right. And you need to talk and work it out. Why am I working out what this person did on purpose? I said, and then actually I had to think about it. It's not that. It's more so. 
by me opening the door and coming and saying, let's sit down and talk about what you know you did. <laughs> um, and the person didn't address it to me and come and apologize and say nothing. You know what I'm saying? So by the time I sit down and do that, how angry am I going to be? That's the question. That's what I've learned. That's I'm telling you, that was my biggest lesson in the 2022. I'm telling y'all. How mad am I going to be off this situation? Because, see, it wasn't just, oh, you're going to be mad. That's not good for you. You're going to raise your blood pressure. No. I done got good since I'm sectioning out time, like I spoke of in the previous episode. If I'm sectioning out time, right, then I know how long it takes for me to get back to operating at 100%. And it ain't no 24 hours. It be months. It'd be months. And I think I was lying to myself because anytime I'm driving on the road and pull over and stop for some fast food, it's something wrong. You understand? And when I say something wrong, I mean, the older you get, and I don't know how old whoever listens to this is, the older you get, the different your body react to foods. So for me to knowingly know I'm about to get sick from eating what I'm craving and still eat it. I'm still having, I still haven't dealt with whatever pissed me off a month prior or two months prior. And at the time of this recording, um, uh, if you listen to the, the ongoing theme throughout the whole season five was literally dedicated to Kevin Davis. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're going to close this out <laughs> before I start a new season. <laughs> um, what I've learned when I got upset in 2022, November, and then I didn't start calming down till January. And when I say start calming down, meaning starting to want to work out again, starting to want to do cardio again, all that. And it took like two months. That's how I look at situations. Going back to what I said with the, the, the person who I cut off. Do I got three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, two months to dedicate to to being angry for this one conversation? I think not. I think not. That's called being entrepreneur. That's called being an entrepreneur. And nobody got time for that. No, I don't have. I literally, literally do not have the time to dedicate to listening to your BS about why you pulled a stunt. Because you knew you pulled the stunt when you pulled it. The most I'm going to do in this stage of the game, I'm going to tell you. Because I don't think you should just not say nothing. I'm going to make a statement. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going back and forth with you. I'm just going to say, I ain't like that you did. Whoop. Bam. And that's it. Because I noticed in um, it's it's important to have anger control in regards to entrepreneurship. But I noticed with my own anger, the more I talk and the more I hear myself talk in a state of anger while I'm in the state of anger, I get more angry. So, and I believe it's either in the Hadith or in the Quran in regards to when you are angry to, to be silent, like don't say nothing. It's like, it just make perfect sense. It make perfect sense. And um, 
it goes in accordance to Islam as well as in accordance to being an effective and efficient entrepreneur. You don't have time to dedicate to being angry at people. That's the purpose of creating policies, of making sure you have stuff lined up, of organizing stuff, of timing, all the different kind of stuff. All right, so before we close out, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we shall be right back. Hey, this your girl Dawn. I just want to do a quick commercial break to let you know that I got over 20 years of dealing with crazy people. Okay. And with that 20 years, I have given a lot of valuable advice to clients, relatives, whomever in regards to shutting stuff down psychologically. A lot of times we may know how to physically fight somebody, but to understand how to tackle a crazy neighbor or a lunatic landlord or workplace harassment or even a belligerent child that you may have. It's a whole lot of things that we need advice on. Sometimes you just need somebody to coach you through it. Just go ahead and head on over to imdonwilliams.com and get your free consultation while it's still there. Let me help you. All right, I want to thank y'all so much for staying with me and listening to this podcast. If this is your first time, that's great. Just keep in mind that I have miniature podcast episodes, like bonus episodes that I have on my blog. And if you just go to imdonwilliams.com, it's a link for my blog. And um, we continue to hear me talking because, you know, I got to keep talking. <laughs> it's just that I got to put a stop in regards to the formal podcast. So don't forget, if you want to listen to any episodes, just go straight to the research departments with an S.com. Click on research shows podcasts. We are on most streaming platforms and you can even download my app. I am Don Williams and you can listen to the podcast on that. So thank you so much. I will see you Next year, inshallah, for season six, have a wonderful day on purpose.